Hey, hey, welcome to the Empowered and Free podcast. My name is Erin Kimbrell, and I'm a counselor, certified life coach, breathwork coach, and small town mom of two. I know firsthand what it feels like to live with high functioning anxiety. For most of my life, I had so much mental mess, anxiety, people pleasing, perfectionism, overthinking, constant worrying, and never feeling good enough. On my decade-long journey to feeling better, I've learned how to take back my life from high-functioning anxiety and helped others to do the same through my coaching and breathwork programs. Now, I want to share everything I know with you. This podcast will help you feel empowered over your high-functioning anxiety and free to finally live the life of your dreams. Now, grab a cup of coffee, get comfy, and dive into the episode. I'm Erin Kimbrell, and this is the Empowered and Free Podcast. Hey, hey, friend. Welcome back to the Empowered and Free Podcast. Today, we are talking about perfectionism. Okay, we're going to talk about seven signs that you're a perfectionist. If you remember, back in episode 24, I talked about how high-functioning anxiety has three BFFs, as I call them, three tagalongs that are kind of all hanging out together. One is perfectionism. Another one is people pleasing. And the third one is overwhelm. I feel like they all just go hand in hand, like a little freaking group all the time. Um, And I did a little vote in my Instagram and my Facebook stories to find out which ones we really wanted to talk about most. Like, what did you guys want to hear about? Overwhelm one last week. So check that out last week, episode 30, if you want to learn about what to do when you're actually overwhelmed. This week, perfectionism took the cake. It got like over half of the votes. And then the other half, you guys just said all of it, like literally all of it. I just want to learn about it all. So we are going with perfectionism this week. Although there are times I struggle with all of these, right? Whether it's perfectionism, people pleasing, overwhelm. I would say perfectionism, especially in my work, is the one that shows up the most for me. So I am by no means saying that like I got this all under wraps and like everything is fine. I never struggle with this anymore. I am not that kind of person. I want to be genuine and share with you guys. I can 100% think of ways that perfectionism still holds me back, that I still have to like kind of catch myself in these traps. Notice when I'm falling for these things, these seven signs I'm going to talk to you about today. Okay. I've learned a lot to help me not quite be so much of a perfectionist, especially in like other areas of my life. But in all honesty, like, yes, work for sure. It shows up for me. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about what is perfectionism in the first place. It is that drive that wants you to appear perfect, to feel perfect, and to just be perfect, to never mess up, never make a mistake, do everything like perfectly. Now, perfectionism definitely has like a good side to it, I would say, or like a positive connotation. If you think about things being perfect, like we love to say that things are perfect when what we really mean is like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. That's beautiful. That's like next level, top notch, right? Think about when you go to that perfect party that's just planned to a T. My friend Erica owns pitched parties 
and her parties literally are perfect. Okay. Check her out on Instagram if you're looking for a party and you're local. But when I think of that perfect party that Erica throws, that's what I'm talking about. Like next level, beautiful, amazing. Okay. Think about if you see on Pinterest that perfectly organized pantry, we're like, oh, it's so beautiful, incredible, right? Or the house you go into. I know if you're like me, I have saved so many different like reels and posts on Instagram for this perfectly decorated home, which is like everything you imagine. Okay. These things are beautiful. We can agree on that. So we do have that positive thought about perfectionism, but perfectionism also has that ugly side that you don't really see. Okay. The dark side of perfectionism, if you will. And the dark side of being a perfectionist is that you have extremely high standards. Now these could be high standards for yourself, high standards for other people, or maybe both. Okay. When you are a perfectionist, you're usually very critical of yourself, like super hard on yourself, can be your own worst critic for sure. No room for you to make a mistake, make an error. You set goals that are like way out of what's realistic, goals that are completely unattainable. And then that need for control is high, right? We want to be in control. These are just some of the things that a perfectionist struggles with. So let's break it down. Let's talk about the seven signs of perfectionism and why they're actually making your life harder, okay? Perfectionism can be beautiful and amazing, but perfectionism isn't quite all what it's cracked up to be, okay? See if you notice, as I'm talking through these, see if you notice these in yourself or maybe even notice these in people that you're close to. I don't recommend going and giving them unsolicited advice, uh, but just kind of seeing what you can notice as we talk through these today, okay? Sign number one that you're a perfectionist is that you have, like I said, those unrealistic standards, super high standards. So what happens is you set the bar so high you set that goal so high. It's not even reasonable. It's not even attainable. Like it's not even something that you could actually do. It's like when you're a perfectionist, you set that goal out of reach. And because of these really unrealistic standards, it's actually kind of a catch 22 because you're not able to reach the goal. And then you feel like you're not good enough. But the reality is you just set that goal way too high. So having unrealistic standards is for sure a trait in a perfectionist. Another one that goes along with that is black and white thinking. So this is sign number two, the ear perfectionist, having black and white thinking. This is also called all or nothing thinking and counseling. This means that you are either all the way in or nothing at all. Okay, so let's talk about goals. We were just talking about goals. So if we wrap this into... Sign number one, you set those big goals that we talked about. So in real life, what does this look like? You say, okay, my morning's not going so hot. I'm going to make a new morning routine. So you make that new morning routine. That's just going to change your life. <laughs> if you can't tell, I'm being a little bit um, sarcastic and also making fun of myself because again, I've lived this life. Okay. So you set the new morning routine. That's just going to change your life. And it's got like 10 incredible steps and you write it all down in your planner and you're like, okay, I'm going to nail this. Okay. Or maybe you want to start saving a ton of money. You're like, I am just going to cut out all my spending. I'm going to be super strict on my budget. Or maybe you say you want to get healthier. That's your big goal. So you decide that instead of eating out all the time and kind of eating fast food or whatever, you're going to start cooking all your meals from scratch. You're going to hit the gym five days a week. You're don't forget. You're going to nail that morning routine. <laughs> like 
hello, we set these big goals that are just huge. Again, all or nothing. So we have this huge, big goal. And then what happens? Uh, life, life happens. <laughs> like I said to my clients, life gets lifey. You're dragging in the morning. And so do you get that morning routine done? No. Okay. Or talking about the budget, you want to go shopping. So you go, you're like, I'm gonna treat myself and you overspend. Okay. Or maybe if we're talking about that goal of getting healthy, you're too tired to cook at the end of the day. So what do you do? You order out real quick. And on top of that, you skip the gym because nobody got time for that. So we grab the remote and we watch Netflix instead until like midnight. Okay. So life happens. This is real. Okay. But we haven't planned for that because we have that perfect goal. And then what do you do? You end up beating yourself up. You tell yourself you failed. You tell yourself you suck because you didn't meet the goal. Here's the reality. Your goal was perfection again, which is unrealistic. Okay. You don't see that. Yeah. Maybe you actually did like two steps of that morning routine, or maybe you saved 200 bucks this month on not going out. Or you did work out and eat healthy three days this week, maybe not seven, but three days. You don't see that. You don't see that progress. You see the black and white, the all or nothing. You see failure. I didn't meet the goal of my 10 step morning routine of cutting out all my spending of hitting the gym five days a week and cooking all food. I, I didn't meet that goal. So I failed. And so that's what we call black or white thinking. Again, all or nothing thinking. It is either one way or it's the other way. There are no shades of gray in between. You see the goal and you see nothing else. Okay. So you either met the goal or you failed. If we feel this way, if we have this type of thinking, which I for sure have fallen into this trap, this is something I feel confident that I really have made a ton of progress in. But before I felt like if I wasn't perfect, then I failed. Like there, I could have been right there at that finish line, almost perfect. It didn't matter. It was a failure to me. And so with that, that leads me into sign number three, that you're a perfectionist. And that is when we have a goal that we don't meet, we're flooded with negative feelings. Okay. When you don't meet that goal, you feel let down, you feel disappointed, you feel like a failure and you are just really struggling. Okay. You're beating yourself up. Your inner critic is telling you how awful you are. Like I said, how sucky, how much of a disappointment you are. And all those negative thoughts and feelings are just like, just constantly running around in your head. So when we do this, we actually are like setting ourselves back. Okay. Instead of picking ourselves up, keep going, trying again, moving forward. We don't do that. We get stuck in those negative feelings. So that's sign number three, that you're a perfectionist. Okay. When you don't meet a goal, you get stuck in negative feelings. Sign number four that your perfectionism is struggling with low self-esteem. Now, this may not be outward to other people. Like they may not realize that you're struggling with low self-esteem, but on the inside you are, okay? And this is because as a perfectionist, you really are extremely critical of yourself. Always feel like you're not good enough. And why is that? Because that bar is too high, my friend, right? We talked about unattainable standards, not possible goals, like things that you can't possibly accomplish, but you've had this cycle in your life where you've set that really high goal, have that all or nothing thinking or black and white thinking, haven't met the goal and then feel like a failure. So over time, this cycle leads to a lot of feelings of unworthiness of not being good enough. And like I said, of low self-esteem. So even if, like I said, on the outside, things appear perfect. Maybe you're dressed to the nines, your hair is beautiful, your makeup is done, all those wonderful things. 
that we can see on the inside, you're really struggling with that low self-esteem. And with that number five, sign number five, that you're a perfectionist is you're super critical of yourself and others. Okay. You see every single imperfection. You can spot those mistakes from a mile away. You can be that person that completes a project. Okay. And everybody else looks at it and they're like, wow, this is incredible. Like great work. But what do you see? You see that one mistake. You see where you missed that comma. You see where that word's misspelled, forgot the period, whatever it is, right? You're like, oh, you can spot that mistake from a mile away. You don't see all the things that you did right. Instead, you see the things that you did wrong. And those things that you did wrong, one mistake can carry more weight than all the things that you did right. And like I said, this can be for yourself or it can be for other people. And a lot of times I see those two linked. Some people find that they're actually really critical of other people too. They've set that bar, that standard really too high for themselves and they do that for other people. So here's a, like a really quick example. If you're a parent and you have kids and you give that kid a chore or a duty or responsibility or something to do, and they maybe don't do it as well as you did, you come down super hard on them. You don't really see that they maybe put in an effort if they did give their best effort, but it's not quite perfect. And that's where we go back into that black and white thinking. It's either fully done, like perfectly to the T or not at all. But if we can see that gray in the middle, we can see that like maybe they tried. I find that this really happens a lot with spouses or partners or parents too. So it's not just with kids. This can be with anybody, especially the people that you're closest to in your life, because the people that we're closest to in our life, we feel like we can be the most open with them. We can maybe react a little harsher than people that are kind of a little bit further outside in our circle, because we feel like those people that are closest to us, like they're not going to leave us. They're there with us for the long haul. Maybe we're not quite so nice to them all the time. And they're still going to hang around. Like they're still going to love us and care about us. So we take a lot of this stuff out on those people that we care about most. Now, this really strikes a chord with me because as a mom, when I'm being super critical, overly critical of my kids, um, it kind of makes me feel sick to my stomach. And sometimes in that moment of me being really critical, I'm not able to like pause and take a beat and notice I'm getting a little bit better at it. But other times when I've kind of already lashed out and been critical about something that really was a little overboard, I get to go apologize. I get to be like, uh, okay, I'm sorry. That was uncalled for. That was a little too far. I was really stressed. I was really struggling myself. I was, you know, feeling anxious or overwhelmed or whatever it was, because usually when I'm feeling that way, then I'm more critical of the people that I really care about. And that sucks. Cause again, these are our people, so we have to treat them right. But I'm just calling that out that you may notice that you're more critical of those people that you're closest to. So with sign number five of being super critical, what happens when you mess up or something isn't just right? or you come down really hard on yourself and other people is that judgmental inner critic in your head is so loud. It can be hard to like pause and notice like, wow, I'm being super mean to myself right now. I'm saying some really nasty things, maybe some things that I wouldn't say out loud to other people. Maybe you don't struggle with being critical with others, but you're really hard on yourself. So I want you to just take a minute and like notice where this shows up in your life. Where do you find that you're really critical of yourself or other people and how can you move forward? Like, what do you want to change about that? 
So that's sign number five, that you're a perfectionist. Sign number six, that you struggle with perfectionism is fear of failure is the thing that pushes you forward. The thing that propels you, the thing that keeps you going. And here's the crazy thing. So we talked about goal setting just a little bit ago, right? So we set the goal. We're not often motivated as perfectionists. We're not often motivated by the goal. The goal might sound great. The goal might sound like the thing we want to achieve, but really underneath the surface, and maybe something we're not even noticed before is that the thing that is actually pushing us forward, the thing that we're really moving away from is that fear of failure. Okay. I'm working towards this goal because I don't want to be a failure. So it's not necessarily that you're pulled towards your goals and wanting to achieve them. Okay. But it's also, it's actually, but it's actually that that failure, that fear of failing, that fear of not being good enough. Here we are back to that again is pushing you forward. So this is a little bit nuanced. This might be something you're aware of. Might not. That's okay. So just kind of pay attention to, are you motivated by that fear of failure? versus that like achievement and accomplishment of moving towards a goal. Which one is it for you? Okay. If it's that fear of failure, then you might be struggling with perfectionism. And then lastly, sign number seven that you're struggling with perfectionism is ooh, a biggie. <laughs> Something I still struggle with myself. And that is procrastination. I used to find that I did my best work at the last minute. I could even laugh at myself right now. <laughs> I can think of so many examples of things that I did today, this very day, that I procrastinated on, that I should have done days ago. But no, what did I do? I left it till the very last minute. And here I am today doing those things. So again, not saying I got it all under wraps. I'm being real with you. And procrastination is a sign that you could be struggling with perfectionism. So why is that? Like, why are these things linked together? Back to what we just talked about in number six, that fear of failure. What this can do sometimes being so scared to fail is that we actually are kind of like frozen. We don't actually start the thing that we have to do because we're so like immobilized. We're so frozen in that fear of messing up that we don't do anything. We're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this wrong. It's not going to be perfect. I'm going to have mistakes. I don't even know how to start. And we just freeze. We don't do anything at all. And we get stuck in this cycle. Gosh, it stinks because I was in it today. Okay. <laughs> this also anxiety is so linked in this as well, because we become more high anxiety about the thing, maybe the thing that we're avoiding, maybe the thing that we're procrastinating on. And so then we have not only the anxiety of the thing, which is like the worry, the dread, the anticipation, like all those go hand in hand with anxiety. But then on top of that, we have the stress because now we're under this deadline of like, this is crunch time. Like it's, it's now or never, and it's going to be now, and I'm going to stay up and do it as long as it takes and going to do it perfectly. Right. And then we have the overwhelm on top of that of like, oh my gosh, I've waited till last minute. And now I have this huge thing to do. So this is a cluster, right? Like for sure it is. I can laugh about it right now. But it's not funny in the moment. Okay. I try to keep a little bit of humor in these episodes, try to keep them a little bit light because I don't want you to feel like this is something you're going to be stuck with forever. I do want you to feel like maybe it is something we can chuckle about a little bit. Like how funny I do these things that actually make my life harder. 
So with that said, I just want you to notice, like, what are you procrastinating on? What are you avoiding? And if there are things in your life that you're putting off, maybe that is a sign that you are struggling with perfectionism. Okay. So those are the big seven signs that you're a perfectionist. Let's recap each of the signs really quickly. Okay. Sign number one, that you're struggling with perfectionism is that you have those unrealistic standards, things that you cannot even accomplish. Okay. Sign number two is you struggle with black and white thinking or all or nothing thinking. Sign number three is when you don't meet that goal because it was unrealistic, you get really stuck in negative thoughts and negative feelings. Sign number four is that you might have low self-esteem, even if other people can't see it on the outside. Sign number five is that you're super critical of yourself or others. Sign number six is that that fear of failure propels you forward and motivates you and pushes you. And then lastly, sign number seven, that you struggle with perfectionism is procrastination, putting things off, avoiding them, waiting until the last minute. That's a big one, my friend. Okay. So like I mentioned, perfectionism definitely has a tough side to it. I just want to kind of bring that to light today with all of that said, again, reminding you, you were never stuck like this forever. Here I am kind of laughing, giggling about it, even though I just told you guys that some of this came up for me today, but the cool thing is I know the things to get me out of the cycle. And in fact, I actually did that now that I think about it, now that I'm like reflecting in real time. I could have for sure procrastinated a couple things I did today and just pushed them off even more, but I didn't. I was like, no, it's important to me. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go ahead and get it done. And I did it. So there is always growth and progress and things you could do to help yourself feel a little bit lighter. As you're kind of reflecting and thinking about if you struggle with perfectionism, let me know if you like this episode, if you want to hear more about perfectionism, I've got so much more to talk about. Cause like I said, this is something that is so real to me and I want to share more about it. I don't think it's talked about enough. So let's talk about how to move through it, what to actually do to help yourself step into some self-confidence and start feeling good enough and make progress. And realize that you don't have to actually be perfect in life to be good enough, okay? All right, my friend, I hope today's episode was helpful to you. Don't forget, if you missed last week all about overwhelm, definitely check that out. That's a really good one to listen to. And if you missed it in episode 24, I talked about high-functioning anxieties, three BFFs, not only perfectionism and overwhelm, but people-pleasing too, okay? Check all those out in case you missed them. I hope you have a great week and I'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Hey, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. You don't know how much it means to me. If you'd like more behind the scenes content, inspiration, and daily reminders that encourage and uplift you, follow me on Instagram at HeyAaronKimbrell and send me a DM to say, hey, if any of the episodes have been super helpful for you, please consider leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you'd like to listen. It helps me so incredibly much And it allows the podcast to be seen by other people who need it. If you want to learn more from me, head to erinkimbrell.com. That's where you'll find all my free resources, read the podcast show notes, and learn more information about my online coaching and breathwork programs that help you create the life you want. If you want to keep the conversation going from today's episode, join us in our exclusive podcast Facebook community, Empowered and Free help for high functioning anxiety. I'm here for you and I'm always cheering you on. I'll see you next time. I'm Erin Kimbrell and this is the Empowered and Free Podcast.